This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, remember, every Monday I give one of you 100 bucks to invest in your idea to help get it to the top. To enter, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove it. Again, that's Nathan to 33444 to prove it. Last week's winner was Mike Sherbakov. Mike runs his own internet business. He's doing between 100 and 500K per year. He's a blogger, author, and influencer building his business, listening to the top. Good morning, Top Tribe. Hopefully your New Year's again is off to a great start. I'm sitting here with my tea cuddled up, excited for you guys to talk to a gentleman who hustled his way onto the show by tweeting at me on Twitter. His name is Harry Campbell, and he's a founder and CEO of The Ride Share Guy, one of the top blog and podcasts for rideshare drivers across the world. Before Harry became a full-time blogger, he worked as an aerospace engineer for six years, but his entrepreneurial calling proved to be too great. Harry, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. Let's do it. So you have hustle. You have grit. You, you tweeted me on Twitter that you are loving the <laughs> show. Which episode is your favorite? Um, I think uh, the most recent one that you did actually that I listened to with uh, what, what was it? It was the young lady who like started a business and she was doing like handyman repairs, yep, yep, stuff yep, like yep, that. Yep, that was kind of cool because it was kind of like similar to some of the stuff I'm doing with like on demand handyman repairs. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she is an amazing lady. She quit basically quit corporate and um and built this built this business where she again her name is Liz uh, Picarazzi and it's episode yeah. one forty six left six-figure a thing in American Express and now is running a handyman business. So it's great. Yeah. And the other one that I really like too, that it was kind of a little for a different reason is because you kind of like really um, grilled the guest. And I kind of like that because you don't often hear that was the Apple watch band guy. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys really, you know, you weren't, you didn't, you didn't toss them like a bunch of softball questions. You really got into like the nitty gritty and help. I think you helped them out too. So. Well, the show, Harry, as you know, is doing so, so well. Fastest growing business podcast ever on iTunes. And I think it's because I have these conversations like I would do it if I was just having a one-on-one conversation. If I don't mm -hmm. believe in something, I'm going to grill you on it. If, yeah. if I don't think you know your revenue numbers, like Ty Lopez in episode 45, I'm going to go for the jugular. If I think <laughs> you're a superstar genius, I'm going to say you're a superstar genius. So Harry, welcome to the show, man. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited and a little nervous. So, so let's do it. <laughs> aerospace, aerospace engineer to yeah. the rideshare guy. Help people first understand what you gave up. What was your salary as an aerospace engineer? Um, I was right about eighty thousand. So probably like a typical mid-level kind of junior engineer. I mean, obviously plus benefits and bonus and all the. You know, I worked for Boeing, so it was one of these top you know top aerospace companies. Plus all the matching. So I mean, total compensation was probably well over six figures, and just more so. I think what I gave up was just the security. I mean, I probably could have worked at that job for the rest of my life and, you know, been mildly happy because it wasn't the worst job in the world, but it yep. wasn't my favorite thing either. And how old are you? I'm 28 right now. Okay, any kids? Are you single, married? I'm married, but uh, no kids yet, but, you know, maybe soon. <laughs> and what does she do? My wife is actually in med school. So she's a third year med student here at uh, in Southern California. Okay, that's helpful. Good. So that gives us some context. So 
How did you go from aerospace engineering to the ride sharing economy? Well, so I actually, I've been doing a couple hobby blogs here and there, and I had some in the personal finance space, and I was doing some freelance writing over the past few years, but it was always more of a hobby than anything. And I kind of saw the potential, but I was really just waiting for the right opportunity and something that I was also passionate about. And I actually started driving for Uber and Lyft just on the side because I saw it as kind of an easy, fun way to make money. And when I first started, I was making a lot of money because they were paying drivers pretty well. And pay has gone down since for actual drivers. But pretty quickly on, I just realized that there was this void of really good information out there. And I thought that I could fill it. So I went in and did it. <laughs> there you go. Interesting. Okay. So tell us about the blog. First off, the URL is the rideshareguy.com, correct? Yeah. And guys, again, a top type will link to all this stuff in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 162. Again, forward slash the top 162. So Harry, how many unique website views per month is the rideshare guy getting? I think last month we were right about uh, 450,000 page views. Wow. Okay. Total. And how are you making money from the blog? So I've got a few different ways. My main source right now is driver referrals. So basically lead gen for all of these companies. So companies like Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Postmates, they all have huge problems with retention, retaining drivers, and just on the supply side in general, since they're growing so quickly and they pay out pretty big bonuses. So kind of like, you know, what a lot of online marketers are familiar with affiliate type marketing. So it's very similar to that. So I'm on your about page on the website. It says mm -hmm. sign up to be a driver. And then it, there links. You go. it says sign up for Lyft to get 50 to 750, depending on the city. Sign up for Uber to get 500, depending on the city, etc. I imagine if you're driving meaningful signups to these folks, eventually one of them is going to basically go, wow, this guy's a rock star. I want to acquire them. Do you think Uber will acquire you ever? Um, I don't think that they would ever acquire me. And actually, to be honest, I got pretty lucky in the sense that those links all on my about page are the same referral links that every single driver, every all 400,000 drivers in the US all have access to those same links that I'm using. And I think that's been allowed me to really remain impartial and not have an affiliate manager or someone like that, you know, hounding my content. Because one of the reasons I found that people come to my site is because I tell it like it is not everything I say is on brand with Uber and Lyft's messaging. So what's the best? I want to be I want to do ride sharing. It's the holidays. I have some free time. Mm -hmm. I want I'm deciding what I'm in San Francisco. I'm deciding whether I want to sign up with Lyft or Uber. Which one can I make more money on? Uh, you know, I'd say if you're in San Francisco, I'd probably start with Lyft. But most drivers, and this is kind of one of the tips that I usually give, you end up signing up for both because you can actually do both and essentially maximize your requests, right? You want to get as many requests as possible. So you have both apps on and whichever one comes in first, you take it. So and do you have, Harry, do you, so do you think there's a big business in somebody building an app that just connects to the Lyft and Uber API to make one app so that the drivers don't have to go between the two? Yeah. And you know what? That's funny that you mentioned that because there are actually a bunch of companies working on that. And they, Uber and Lyft haven't opened up their API in that sense yet. But I suspect that they're going to, you know, there's going to, since there's so many on demand companies, I'm sure that there are going to be someone who figures it out. Hey, log on to 12 apps at once, take the most lucrative call, and then log off all the others. I think. You know, if somebody develops something like that, don't you believe this industry is going to be? It's going to turn into a race to the bottom because everyone's going to be competitive and want to have the most lucrative call. Um, I think that it would almost do the opposite. Right now, we're seeing such huge competition for riders that you know all of these companies are paying much less to the drivers. I mean, drivers are making probably fifty percent less than they were when they first started. And I think that actually, by allowing drive, that would give drivers a little more power in the sense that hey, I'm only going to take the most lucrative call. So now these companies have to compete for the drivers more than it is right now. And does that mean increased? That means when I order my next Uber, it's going to be a more expensive fee. 
Probably not in the short term, but I mean, eventually, I mean, Uber is really, they're pushing fees down. Anyone who's used Uber in the past two to three years, there's never been a price raise. It's always the price is just continually going down. And that's kind of their main goal right now. That's the, that's what I'm interested in is because in this marketplace dynamic, a consumer like me is going to go with the cheapest option. Yep. But if an app is developed that allows drivers to find the most lucrative option, then those folks have to figure out a way to pay drivers more. So what yeah. gives? Well, I think that also you have a lot of efficiencies on the rider side. Uberpool, for example, which may not be in your city yet, but Uberpool is basically a carpooling option that saves the passenger 50%. So the passenger might save 50%. So two passengers headed in the same direction will basically share a ride and the passengers save 50%. The driver makes about the same amount of money. So that way you can kind of keep that floor for the driver where the passenger can save 40 to 50% off their ride, which is obviously a huge, huge savings for the passenger. So let's, let me, I'm just curious about like profit and loss. I'm an Uber mm-hmm. driver. Uh, sorry, I'm a driver in the ride sharing economy. Yeah. Let's say that I am in a smaller town city in US, not one of these big tech hubs. Let's call yeah. it, let's say Kansas City or Atlanta okay. or Boston, maybe. How much am I making per month if I'm working 20 hour weeks ride in, in one of these ride share services? And what are my big expenses? Yeah, I'd say you're probably making about 15 to 20 bucks an hour. And then obviously your biggest and main expense is going to be your car. So it's going to be things like gas. I mean, most people, you do drive around a lot as a rideshare driver, believe it or not. And so you will spend a lot on gas. And really one thing that I, I kind of talk about a lot on my site that parallels a lot about what you talk to your entrepreneurs about is just, you have to think about the income side, but you're running a business. So you also have to think about your expense side, right? A lot of people aren't going out and buying cars specifically for rideshare driving. They may have bought them in the past. And so now they're going out with this kind of, you know, they've already invested money in it. And so they're not thinking about the depreciation they're putting on the car and their per mileage expense. So right now you have a lot of drivers who have a lot of income variability. Some are getting paid a lot, some are getting paid less. And then you also have a lot of variability on the expense side. So as a driver, it's really important to think about both of those two items. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's that's helpful to understand. And so let's go, Harry, let's turn the focus back on you for a second. Mm-hmm. How do you make money? You told me on Twitter because you know I only have guests on the show that are really the smartest in the world. Yeah. I haven't heard of somebody that's kind of blogging and influencing the rideshare economy at the level you are. So I asked you on Twitter, I said, Harry, how much money did you make last month? You said 25K. I said, okay, that sounds like pretty big to me. Come on the show. How'd you make 25 grand in November? Yeah. So um, definitely my, my, my revenue has definitely been growing, especially towards the end of this year. Because I mean, in the first year of my blog, I really wasn't even focused on the income. I knew that the income would be there down the road. And in the past six months, I really started working with advertisers. So I'd say about 10,000 came off of uh, driver referrals. So that's referring people for Uber, Lyft, Postmates, and DoorDash are kind of my main four that I promote. And then I also have started doing a lot of direct ad buys. So with companies who are trying to target rideshare drivers, companies like Intuit who want to promote QuickBooks self-employed and, uh, and um, you know, what the, what's TurboTax, their tax product, right? Because all of these drivers are now 1099, right? And so they're all running their own businesses. Many of them don't even realize it. So imagine all of those HR type services that you need, whether it's insurance, whether it's taxes, whatever it is. Now these companies, big ones and small ones, even startups, even one to two man teams are trying to fill that huge void. Anyone so, that wants that small business niche, they're going to go through <laughs> exactly. you. Yeah. And anyone who wants to target rideshare drivers, there's literally no better spot to start than with me. 
And so I've kind of been able to harness that marketplace. And there's even other, you know, more ancillary opportunities. So I, I mentioned to you that I created an insurance marketplace. So rideshare drivers actually need a specific type of personal policy with that allows for rideshare. And many personal policies, you know, from like Geico and State Farm don't cover that. And so there's only a few that offer it across the country. And it's a very new type of policy. It's kind of like a rideshare friendly policy. And so I've basically been able to market direct deals with individual agents all across the country. We signed up over 15 agents at this point on a monthly, you know, every, we renew them every two months from anywhere from one to $400. So that's providing around three or $4,000 a month right there. And it's basically passive income. We send them an mm -hmm. email every two months. We're, we're sending them a ton of leads. So they're all renewing every single month. And, uh, you know, that was kind of a cool opportunity that I just discovered from happenstance. Well, Harry, I have to tell you, I, I think I'm really, and people tell me that I'm really, really good at picking winners and losers just because <laughs> of how much exposure I have to entrepreneurs. And I talk to them every day and yeah. the studying that I do the most successful ones that end up building billion dollar businesses are almost always the ones that build the community in a mm -hmm. new industry the fastest. PayPal did this with merchants on eBay. Then they launched PayPal, right? Um, Airbnb did this with kind of the, the sharing economy in terms of yeah. apartment houses. You're doing in ride sharing. Right now, it's just a content blog. But I'm telling you, Harry, I think you're going to be a big winner. You're going to do something software related in this space and it's going to be a huge success. Well, I guess I can't really argue with that. <laughs> I'd say my, my future is probably, you know, it's been pretty amazing to see just all the opportunities that have come from the blog. I mean, obviously, I started off just producing content, but now I'm looking into, you know, basically leveraging my experience, my audience and into all sorts of other projects. How big is the list now? Um, I'm at about 10,000 email subscribers right now. Okay. And how many downloads is the podcast getting per month? Um, about 12,000 downloads per month. Okay. So. Great. Well, lots of lots of momentum, Hunter, Harry. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show. But before we do, break down for me, uh, just where can people connect with you personally online? Yeah, sure. Well, so for podcast listeners, I actually have my own podcast and I do interview kind of a lot of cool entrepreneurial stories, basically just stuff that I'm interested in and loosely tie it back to Rideshare or Uber. And then you can also find me on Twitter or just the rideshareguy.com. I'm all over the place. It's easy to find me. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Top Tribe, one of my favorite tools that I use to pump out great blog content and to really hire growth hackers on demand is Growth Geeks. It's a great tool. I use it for my blog, for my images, to help with the podcast production. And I worked out a great deal with the founder because he was on the show. Go to growthgeeks.com forward slash the top to start a free trial right now. Again, growthgeeks.com forward slash the top. I love that. Okay, Harry, do you know what time it is? Uh, your favorite time in the show? There, there, hey, <laughs> such a political guy. It is time for the famous five. Are you ready? Yeah, let's okay, do it. Number one, what is your favorite business book? Um, I say my favorite right now is probably the E Myth Revisited by uh, Michael Gerber. Yep. And again, guys, we'll link to the favorites. We'll link to, again, Harry's numbers. And Harry, actually, do you have a sample like PL of a, of a rideshare driver in some city that I could share? 
Um, I might be able to come up with something for you. That might be interesting to put in the show notes. Guys, we'll yeah. link to his favorite books, those things in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the one, uh, sorry, the top 162. Again, nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 162. Harry, number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Uh, yeah, and it's probably one that I doubt anyone's ever mentioned, but it's a guy named Brian Kelly, and he runs a travel and miles and points blog called The Points Guy. And he's kind of like uh, someone that I really look up to for what he's built. I think uh, that's kind of something my site could eventually grow into. I love that. Okay, number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like Evernote? Uh, yeah, I'm using Asana right now, and I'm really loving it for the kind of big project management, advertising, and partnership type stuff that I'm working on right now. Okay, Harry, number four, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Yes, almost always. I love to sleep. <laughs> there you go. Okay, last question, Harry. How old are you? I'm 28. Okay, yeah, take us back eight years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Hmm. I'd say I, I wish my 20 year old self knew that it, sometimes you just have to be kind of willing to do the work that others aren't willing to do. I think that's kind of one thing I've used to build my site. And so that's what I tell myself. I love that. Well, top tribe, there you have it from quitting an $80,000 aerospace engineering job to being the thought leader, the leading thought leader in the ride sharing economy, doing over 25 grand a month. Harry, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. You bet. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. If you guys liked Harry today, Top Tribe, you're going to love Tom from yesterday. He's a buttoned-up corporate guy who's selling men's leggings on the side. Go listen to that now. 